Hey there, cats and kittens. Welcome to Bold Nights Out, the premier podcast about things to do in and around Pittsburgh. Get the scoop on where to eat, drink, and get seen. Stay tuned. All right. Hey, cats and kittens. We are back for you. It's another week, another Bold Nights Out. How you doing? Doing good over here. Yeah, are you? Yeah, doing pretty good. Are you uh, sure? Yeah. All right. So, well, it's I, crazy week. It is going to be crazy week because I dubbed this episode Four Days to Lift Off. Yeah, so we'll get into this a little bit more at the uh, midway through the show when we get to more events. But if that drops a hint of what's going on, it's four days to lift off. Whew. Feeling a little stress. Just a little. Low Not cr- too much. Low crunch time. Not too much. Not as much as other peeps. But I'm feeling it like, whew. It's a big, it's a big undertaking what we're doing. Yeah, so... Uh, we'll leave it for the this in between after the first break. Yeah. So, so um... <laughs> This is ironic because we're saying, what are you drinking? But we're not drinking this right now. We drank this earlier. We did. Uh, we, we were uh, at a shop today doing some work on uh, the, the uh, plane for the flu tog this afternoon. Yeah, I just said we're not going to talk about it until after the first time. I know. I just gave a little hint. So after we got done working on that, ruin the surprises. So, so after we got, <laughs> so after we got done doing some work today, Amanda's like, "Why don't we just go to Wendy's and we'll grab some to eat?" And I'm like, "Hey, uh, why don't we just shoot across the bridge and go to Penn Brewery, grab some food, and we'll wait for traffic to die down a little bit?" And she's like, "Well, that's a good idea. Uh, we just can't go too crazy because we have work to do tonight." Got it. Cool. Can't go too crazy means one or two beers, and you know. A sandwich, and we're good. So we did. We went to Penn Brewery this afternoon. Uh, so what I had was, also what made me think of this was this morning, my untapped went off and said, Penn Brewery just updated four new beers for their ta- for untapped. So the one I tried was Oats and That, which uh, was a oatmeal stout, uh, very light, it was 5%, um, very light in complexity. Keller was dark, but the beer itself was very light. Um, it had a good multi oaty flavor, a little bit of smokiness to it, uh, and it didn't linger. Uh, it, it was kind of one of those, glad I tried it, probably won't order it again. Um for what it is, for it being a lighter oatmeal stout, it was okay. It, it didn't... It, You're it, not it, an oatmeal stout kind of person. I do like some oatmeal stouts, but it didn't... It, it, it wasn't, like, full. It wasn't a, a, a very complex stout. It, it didn't... It, it wasn't thick. It was a very just light beer. It was too light for you. I know for that... stout. I know that they're playing with, they got their new small batch system over there, and they're playing with some new stuff. Uh, if they work on that one a little more and give a little more complexity, I'm sure it'll come out great. Yeah, I, I felt the opposite about it. I enjoyed it quite a lot. I felt like it was deep. It was smoky more than anything. It was like a Sumatran coffee 
or a good cigar. No. Yeah. Not to me. Yeah, well, maybe your taste buds are starting to waver. I don't know. Our taste buds are very different. We do. Yeah, our, our taste buds are very different. Um, I do like the big stouts. Maybe it's because I've been drinking too many big stouts lately. Maybe. You know, so go try it yourself. Tell us what you think about it. Um, we were down there, ran into Nick Brewer. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to go over the beer with him too much. Uh, he was kind of doing some running around. Um, but then I also had the second beer. Amanda only had one beer. She's going to talk about this one, but I also had one as well because it's one of my faves. So I had the Kaiser Pills, which you've raved about before. Yes. Um, but I just kind of wanted a Pilsner tonight. I didn't want anything too crazy complex. They had this passion fruit one on that I really, really wanted to try. But then when she said sour, I said no. But what's funny though is you drink sours and you and you like them. You've told me that you've brought I, them home. You have brought yeah. a whole six pack of mixed sours. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to eat it while drink it while I'm eating a burger. I get that. Like I knew what my flavor was gonna be on my plate, so I wanted to match what was going next to me. Right, which was a beer and a burger. Right, so I wanted something like a like a Yingling type of. Ale, Pilsner, you know, that flavor, not... You wanted a beer-flavored beer. I wanted a beer-flavored beer. Which I didn't want what... complexity, I didn't want a fruit, I didn't want any of those types of things. I wanted just a beer. Which is what Kaiser Pils is. It's a beer-flavored beer, it's very light and crisp. Uh... I honestly don't know what the difference is between it and the Penn Pilsner. So, alright. Explain this to me. Alright, so the Kaiser Pils is... A traditional Pilsner. The Penn Pilsner is more of a Vienna-style lager. Okay. All right, and the Pilsner is more of a traditional German Pilsner, where you're going to have that light and crisp, good beer flavor, light and crisp on the front, good beer flavor in the middle, and a little bit of a hot bite on the back. Got it. So that's where you're at there. And that's the beer that I call it tractor beer or pool beer, porch beer. Where you because get done, you can have like five or six. Yeah, I get done. I get beer. done cutting the grass. I can open up a Kaiser Pills and sit on the front porch and drink that whole beer in two minutes and not have and just be like, ah, you know, that's good shower beer when you get done working in yeah. the yard or whatnot. And you just need a shower. That's quite refreshing. I mean, I was dehydrated as it was, so I mean, it didn't help my dehydration, but it was very quite um, refreshing. Yes. I did end up having to drink like three glasses of water since I've been home, but that's just because I used a lot of energy today. You used a lot of energy then. What you did Saturday night didn't help, and you were still recovering. Uh, and we're going to talk about what we did Saturday night. because Yeah, I we should just stop right now because, oh, well, we did pick that next. So let's roll into our Saturday night. So if you follow us on Instagram, you got to see where we were Saturday night. Huge shout out to the guys at Ironborn, Pete, uh, Chef Pete. Um, seriously, I never want to ever keep somebody from staying late, especially in the restaurant business, because I know what that feels like. Been in the restaurant business for I years. I know what that feels like. Blah really. blah. I I would hate to ever ask somebody to reopen a kitchen to make me food, but I was dead serious when I said we drove there because we wanted to see. I wanted you to have their pizza. You did. 
I like, mean, I have multiple opportunities to go to Mama Galley all the time and eat and have coffee. I mean, I have these days off and I'm like, I can work on the go. So when I'm not at, at my nine to five, I have these opportunities to go and like have lunch at Mom and Galley and have dinner and I'll do all these things. You are not so much. So I felt like I wanted you to experience this. So yes, when we left um, the Allegheny Inn. We were at an event at the Allegheny Inn. Um, I was like, okay, we need food. I started thumbing through like Yelp and through my maps um, app. And I was like, oh, you know what? I just want to take you for this pizza. She, small guy popped up and said, open till. And we're like, it's an It's open. at midnight. And I was thinking like, oh, great. That means they're still serving food. So we stopped what we were doing. We drove all the way to Mama Galley. Which from the north side is not it's far. It's not that bad. But I was like, you know, that we could have gone anywhere else in the city. In all honesty, we really could have at that point. We could have hit Parmani Brothers. We could have hit anywhere in Market Square. We could have done any of those things. But I was like, you know what? I really wanted was, you to have it was this quarter, pizza. It was quarter to ten. It was quarter to ten. No, it was a little after ten. It was a little after ten. So I was like, okay, let's just go. So we drive all the way down there. And honestly, I was like, oh, you guys are closed. And they were like, yeah. And they were like, well, we didn't close the door yet. And there was a lot of back and forth, like if we had cash or credit, blah, blah, blah. In the end, they made the pizza even because I simply said I drove all the way there just for it. I wanted you to have the right. pizza. And, and he's like, we didn't clean everything up yet. The drawer's not completely closed down. We'll get it in. We can make you a pizza. Good. We're like, all right, thank you. We didn't want to keep you late. He goes, no. He goes, we still got clean to do, and that part of the kitchen is not closed yet. So we're like, okay, thank you. We'll make it easy. We're just going to do the meat pizza, which... Was perfect size for both. We shared it. It was three pieces each. It was loaded with all the different meats: the pepperoni, capicola, uh, prosciutto. There was, I think, speck on there and sausage, and the cheese. And it was a thick crust. And then I'm sitting there eating. And then we're eating. I'm like, "There's Parmesan in here." I was like, and "There's other cheese in here." I'm like, "There's a cheese crust." And then they put the sauce on the top. They put the sauce on top of all which, the toppings. I, I will admit, the first pizza I had there during lunch, I had the white pizza, which, which was, was just like mozzarella slices of with baby tomatoes and arugula. So I didn't have like the sauce the first time. Right. So uh, we 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 got a table and then they closed that area, so we had to go into the bar area. <laughs> they kept moving me. I was right. like horrified. So, I'm like, I just want to eat my pizza. So They're like, this area is closed. I'm like, so we get in the bar area and that one, that big long communal table is just completely littered with people. A big group just left and they didn't get to clean it. So I found two seats at the end of the bar and we walk over and the gentleman comes over and was standing there and, and so I was like, fine, you sit because he's going to sit and I'll stand over here on the edge. Well, when he saw we got food, he goes, oh, no, you guys go ahead and sit. I'm he was like, gonna... I don't like to sit when I drink. Yeah, he's like, I don't like to sit I'm when like, I drink. I'm like, that's a fun role. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, no that's problem. hilarious. So we and I both got to sit at the end of the bar. Well, while we're eating the pizza, Chef Pete comes over. And to ask how our pizza To ask was. how it was. And to buy his... His staff a beer. A beer. For so, while they're closing up. And I had overheard how many pizzas they sold that day. Two hundred. So, so, like... Okay, to put it in perspective of what Saturday looked like in the city. Okay, you have Picklesburg, you have Vine Rewind, 
you had well our event was was not as big as like pickles burger right, right. Brian or mine but there was an event at the Allegheny Inn there was stuff going on downtown there was like all this stuff just stuff not so much of the fact that Saturday in, in the strip district is Saturday in the strip district you it's starting at like 8 a.m. in the morning you cannot move in the strip yeah, district everybody's down there shopping and, and, and doing all this stuff and food and, and lunch else, dinner and then beer. you had vine rewind going on down at the 28th and 29th street and you had picklesburg and you had all this stuff like it was just a very busy day in the city and he comes and says 295 and i just stopped and i couldn't believe it. Now, this is not your typical, like, Papa John's run it through the oven. Yeah, no. It, to Papa John's 295 pies in a day is like Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. That's not very, you know. They do that during Super Bowl. But this is a certain type of pie. Like, they make the crust. Like, they, like... You know, it's a. You were saying it was a fancy pizza. It is kind of a. Fancy it is. A, it's pizza. a fancy pizza, but it's damn good. But it's an amazing. So two hundred ninety-five. Yeah. So as I'm sitting here, you know, I asked him. I says, "Did you do like a Parmesan cheese crust?" He goes, "No." He goes, "It's a cheddar crust." So they have this outside where they do a pan and they cook the cheddar cheese and let it melt and kind of get burnt and crispy. Mm-hmm. And then that's like the outside of the crust. And then there's the dough crust in that. And how thick was that crust? Oh, uh, it was at least an inch and a half thick. Mm-hmm. It was at least, it, it was, I, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay. So I look at the pizza before I taste it. I'm like, so, all right. So think about Beto's thickness, but with melted cheese. And then all the toppings and then the sauce poured on the top. Yeah. It was just awesome. It was a great pizza. Uh, well, he's there for a whole year, right? Yes. So, within the next year, I'm sure we'll be making another appearance. I'm sure there would be like three or four, because I want you to try the particular creme. Oh, the pot de creme. Yeah, which you didn't get to try. And and he's like, no, and she's like, damn, I'm striking out. (laughs) I was like, god damn. We were were happy to get the Um, pizza, but. That was delicious when I had it for lunch, so I'm hoping maybe you and I could sneak down there on like a Wednesday afternoon and have lunch down there, because I think you would really, really enjoy that. As a dessert. Yeah, as long it's as it'll work delicious. by four. <laughs> or it's a day off. Or it's a day off and we just say screw it. We just go hang out. Anyways, now let's talk the cocktails at Small Galley. Because, okay, for the record, this was the first time we drank at Small Galley. Yeah, this so. is the first time we drank at Small Galley. Um, um, wow. That's all I have to say. We, I, I, The first, I, you wanted a water. First. Yeah, at first I wanted a water. Because, because Amanda I, had a few glasses of wine at the LA Inn. I drank three glasses of wine. At, yeah, I was I, very I, I showed up. I was, at a family of, I was at a family event for my family up in Northeast Butler County where I didn't have cell service all day. That's how far out in the boonies I was. I didn't have cell service for like eight hours, right? So I get to meet you at the inn, and I come walking in the inn, and I'm there with my umbrella, the little six-pack cooler I had, fresh Evan City corn that was picked that morning. You know, and uh, I walk in and you're like, good, you're here. I don't have any cash. Will you tip the bartender? I'm like, okay. I look at the bartender. It's like, how many she she had? He goes two and Amanda goes three. I'm like, he goes, I was going to keep that third one a secret. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, whatever. Here's some cash. Thanks for taking care of her. I'll get her from here. (laughs) You know, uh, we had a good time at the inn. The art was awesome. Uh, but then after that, when we went down to Smallman, 
I was like, I'm gonna get a cocktail because I didn't have it. I had one glass of wine at the end and or two, and then I was like, I'm gonna get a cocktail down here. And I went off initially for the. I don't have them all there. Um, the legends never die, which is a famous grouse blended scotch, Hennessy vs cognac, uh, Ramazzotti, and peach. Which was quite interesting. Served on the rocks in a rocks glass. Um, it had a uh, candied or a dried apricot and an orange peel as the garnish. Which was amazing. Uh, very good. Um, and then you got well, into... keep talking because I can't find the cocktail that I had. The first cocktail I had. Because I cut it off in the thing. Uh, yeah, I don't actually remember the... You had two? Did you have two or did you have three? I had two cocktails. She had two cocktails. I had three. She had two. So I next went on and I was like, hey, I was like, I don't see any Mezcal drinks on your menu. I was like, I could really go for a Mezcal old fashioned. And he's like, totally, dude. I can make that happen. He goes, you're a professional drinker if you're asking for a Mezcal old fashioned. If you've ever had Mezcal before, it's not tequila. It's its own liquor. It's very smoky, and uh, it's still made from agave, I believe. But um, it's very smoky and aged. It's excellent, uh, and it makes a hell of an old-fashioned. Uh, and he told me what all he put in it to make his his style the Mezcal fashion. It was awesome. So Amanda had her first. Not, it's not even on here. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, you play ball like a girl. Well, that was the second drink I had. I can't find it on here, the first drink I had, which was... Ah! Was it the Cannonball? Yes. No. Yes, it was. No, it had blueberry in it. Yeah, Cannonball had blueberry in it. No. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was the Cannonball. I think it was something else. No, you had the Cannonball because had the Aperol and everything. I was like, oh, you're going to like that. Oh, okay. So, Bloyd and, uh, it was the Cannonball. Boyd and Blair vodka, blueberry, aloe, tea syrup, Aperol, and lime. It was very, very good. It was served in like a little flume. Or not a flume. It was served in like a... Mary Antoinette. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was very, very cute. Very delicious, very very yummy. Um, it I went down super smooth. It went down really smooth. I'm not a vodka drinker. I learned in my early twenties that I'm not a vodka drinker, but this was very good. But every time I have her drinking vodka, it goes down so smooth, and then after a while, she's like, "Woo!" Yeah, vodka hits me late. Like it didn't even hit me until I got home. Yeah. She... Like after two cocktails and three glasses of wine, I didn't even feel anything until I got home, and then I was like, "Woo." Well, yeah, she'd walk up well. the front steps like, I did fine driving home. I wasn't even buzzed at all. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh shit, there it is. Which we should <laughs> not advocate driving underneath that much influence at all. Anyways, then I had You Play Like a Girl. Hey, it's 2017. Neither sports nor drinks are gendered, but this drink is hella pink. And it was a joke because I made the joke that it was a girly drink anyways. But then a guy next to us walked up and ordered it for himself. <laughs> So, strawberry-infused blackwood gin, miso maple syrup, and sparkling rosé. This was delicious. I really enjoyed this drink a lot. I'm not a rosé person. I am just trying this, the rosé fad now. 
Um, everybody knows I'm a red wine drinker. Everybody, and, and, and if you know me, I don't drink champagne either. I What's that one cocktail I like that's champagne and cognac? French 75? Yeah, that's the only one that I like. And it has to be from LTS because they were the only ones that made it right. So other than that... I don't even like, know if it's on their cocktail menu anymore. No. So Isaac's gone. <laughs> so, but. but the fact of the matter is, is that I couldn't... Like, but this drink was very good. The strawberry at the end, you told me to eat the strawberry, and I was like, nah, and then I ate it, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, because it was a boozy marinated strawberry. Yeah, so it was very, but then, very good. But the third cocktail I had, the girl was like, she goes, if you're going to have another cocktail, she goes, you like mezcal, let me make you mine. I'm like, okay. Wait, I thought you only had two. No, I had three. Well, you had three. I had two. I had three. You had two. Um, so... Our, uh, so the cocktail she made me was one that she created that she's called the uh, just the best damn cocktail ever. And it uh, mezcal, basically it's a mezcal Negroni is how it, is how she told me with it. And, and she didn't use all the proper Negroni items, but it resembled. Um, you'd have to go see her and be like, hey. Steve from Bold Nights Out said you made some type of mezcal Negroni. Because, <laughs> you know, me as a bartender, I hate when people come in and be like, so I had this drink one time at this bar, um, you know, on spring break in 1997. And it was really awesome and it was good and it was red. Um, can you make that? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know what, what, it, what it was? What the name of it was? What's in it? No. Yeah. So... I'm not even going to try to explain what's in there because I don't remember. <laughs> so, and not because I was intoxicated. It's no, just, you were actually more sober. I was than very that sober night. that night. Um, not because I was intoxicated, just because I don't fucking remember. So, I'm not even going to try to explain to you this girl's like most fabulous cocktail in the world. So, you just have to go down and ask for her. Um, and, I and I don't even remember her name. Do you have the credit card slip? I don't know. I don't even have the credit card slip. But um, just say, hey, the the Mezcal Negroni type cocktail. Anyways. But it was so amazing. So food, drink, pro tip, it is 10 o'clock that the food closes. Food closes at 10 o'clock. The bar the stays open until midnight. midnight. Yeah. So we found that out, so we'll remember for our own reference, and you guys now know for yours. From now on, I'm going during lunchtime. Because it was very nice and quiet, and I could sit wherever I wanted during lunchtime. There you go. <laughs> and day drinking's like the uh, 30s. I, I never said there was day drinking involved. They have an amazing coffee bar. Okay, well, I'll go and day drink while you drink coffee. Oh, boy, we'll that'll it. sound like so much fun. You know, because day drinking in your 30s is like clubbing out like till 3 o'clock in the morning in your 20s. You go home and take a nap by 6. And yeah, go like, home and uh, go Take I, a nap go by home. 6, go wake up, order a pizza, and you're good. Yep. Order pizza, have one more beer, and be like, that kicked everything in from this afternoon. I'm going to bed. Yep, pretty much. That's what a day drinking is equivalent to right now. I like it. So on that note, <laughs> I think we're going to go ahead and take a break. Definitely. And we're going to come back and talk about this weekend. Yes. So, hang tight. Hey, this is Matt Geica, the host of your alternative sports talk program on the River's Edge. It's called Geik's Got Game, and it's every Friday at 7 a.m. I'll give you a peek behind the sports media curtain, zoom out for the big picture, and always obsess over the details of the games 
teams and players we love or love to hate. That's Geik's Got Game every Friday at 7 on the River's Edge. All right, and we're back. Well, Steve let the cat out of the bag. But... Fired. We might as well let you know. During the regatta this weekend, Bold Pittsburgh will be participating in the Flutog. Um, do we have our own craft? No. We are partnering once again. Well, it's he's the main head honcho, so I am blessed to have um, be once again on the team for Ya Jag Off. So. If you have been following us for a while, you know that the uh, two years, not last year, but two years prior, we did a um, we did the anything that floats race for two years straight. We did the floating parking chair and the floating Permany Brothers sandwich all the time, raising money for Pittsburgh Emergency Services Fund, a medical services fund, um, and we. Decided this year, well, John decided, I was all game for doing either one. Um, I thought Flutog, I was like, no, that's kind of crazy. Maybe I don't want to do that. It sounds like a bit much, like it's kind of crazy. I said, I'll hang tight and see if he ends up doing the anything that floats race. And I was like, and he sent out a tweet, and I texted him immediately. And I was like, I'm in. Whatever you want help with. Just let me know. I'm not very open right now for building. Like, my schedule is super tight. I said when it gets closer to the event, my schedule will open up and I'll be able to help out more. Just let me know. Like, I'll be on the push team. Like, I don't want to fly it. I, I, I'll help Mr. Cufflo build whenever I can, which was closer to the event. Um, my schedule sucks leading up to it. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go in. So... Lo and behold, he gets picked. Um, and we decide to build another, they decide to build another um, parking chair. And now it's the Pittsburgh Flying Parking Chair. So we got picked out of 40 teams to participate. Um, so 40 teams, that's a lot. And this is all day Saturday. Um... If you pay attention to our Instagram, we will be Instagramming from the launch area and from the media tent. So Steve here will be in the media tent, and I, will I get be... media passes all day. That's kind of <laughs> ironic because I'm the one that like Amanda's like, no, you have to take your picture this way, and you have to make sure you tag it this way. I know it's like I took the picture here. You fucking tag it. So she's gonna be on the platform on the push team. And on doing all that duty, and I'm the one that has the media credentials. I get places she can't this time. Weird. <laughs> just Anyways. saying. Just saying. Weird. So I uh, will be Instagramming from both spots. So follow us on Instagram if you want to see what that looks like. Um, and hopefully at the end of it, I will be downloading the entire movie and, and putting it up on our website with a little recap. Also thanking our sponsors. We have way too many sponsors that I can even talk about right now. Um, and I don't even have them all, like, in the top of my brain. Um, today alone, uh, another one joined us. So, I mean, I don't even know them. So just hang tight because we're going to announce them on the blog. And we'll have a little wrap-up with some video and some funness um, in the end to give the shout-outs to our wonderful sponsors. 
I'm not telling you any other details other than it's a flying parking chair. That's our Pittsburgh theme. Like, it, that's all we're going to say. I think all 40 teams all have a Pittsburgh theme. Not all of them. I thought they were all Pittsburgh themed. No, because it turns out, since this is national, the coverage is national, there are teams coming in from places like Boston and New York City and Chicago and stuff. So this is actually putting Pittsburgh on a national map this weekend. I thought it was just all Pittsburghers coming in on this. Nope. The guy from Boston's already trying to, like, defend his title. Because he won up in Boston. Mm -hmm. So, this is kind of like a big deal. Um, and that's just Saturday. So, <clears throat> so you have the rundown of the rest of the regatta, right? So, the regatta starts Friday and goes to Sunday night. So, on uh, it's going to start August 4th and go the 5th and the 6th. The EQT, Three Rivers Regatta, celebrating 40th anniversary. Three-day land, air, and water festival, which is the largest inland regatta in the nation. At the uh, Tri-State uh, region's largest summer events, uh, which will include some exciting new additions. Familiar favorites, we're talking about Formula One powerboat racing, Red Bull Flutog, jet ski stunt shows, live performances by Easton Corbin and Smash Mouth. And that's just the start of it. See the full event schedule. I can click on that and go there. But uh, also, what we're talking about is the Flutogs. The EQG3 Rivers partners with Red Bull. Red Bull Flutog is flying, is flying into Pittsburgh for the very first time to honor the regardless 40th anniversary celebration. Red Bull Flutog, which means Flying Day in German, is taking place on the North Shore, the Great Lawn, on August 5th. 40 teams and of five will be chosen. To, uh, 40 teams of five will be chosen to build homemade flying crafts and attempt to fly their design off the 22-foot-high flight deck into the Allegheny River. Gates open at 10 a.m. More information, visit Red Bull, uh, RedBullFluTog.com. Uh, for general EQT, Pittsburgh Three Rivers Regatta updates, visit YouGottaRegatta.org. Which I do. So let's talk about what's going on. So, Friday, August 4th, main stage music, Frank Vieira, Gabby Barrett, Nomad, Easton Corbin. On the water, we got the F-Lights Powerboats Trial, the Jet Ski Stunt Show, the US F-1 Powerboats Trial, the Red Bull Air Force Skydive, and the Jet Ski Stunt Show. On Art Rooney Avenue is where you can come check out the Red Bull Flutog Craft Hangar from noon until 10 p.m., Point State Park, guess what? The puppies are back. The Nutrish Frisbee Dogs will be there all day long. Showtime start at 1230 and go um, throughout the day um, at various times. <laughs> also, Point State Park is the Kid Zone, the Sensational Sand Sculpture, the Wheel of Lights that is coming back. We will once again have a Ferris wheel at Point State Park, like back when we were younger. Uh, well, back in the 40s when Pittsburgh was younger. Um, Tripoy traveled to the Beach Kids Corner, which is a beach. Um, are, they doing the, are they doing the sand sculptures they, again? They are. That's what I just said. The sensational sand sculptures are right at Point State Park. Uh, Bike Valley for Children's Hospital and the EQT Power Your Future. Now, also, Clemente Bridge shut down all weekend for the Regatta Marketplace. So you made it market, hitting the marketplace. It's kind of like the same deal. Not really buy I made it market, but 
the regatta marketplace artists things like that also there are the buckas in town all weekend with the san diego padres Wait, kick no, no, no. off friday night no no the reds come in uh this just said the padres on on friday night you sure it's not saturday night Padres are in, so yeah. Yeah. The okay, now Saturday, main stage, Kayla Sharman, Pet Clinic, Rosa Cora Perry, The Delaney's, and get this, Smash Mouth. So if you've ever wanted to see Smash Mouth for free, and I saw them at like an X-Fest in the 90s, um, go see them, 8 o'clock at night. Uh, the water, the gates open at 10 a.m., the flu talk is from 11 to 4 the jet ski stunt shows are from 4.30 to 5.30, and then from 6.30 to 7.30, and then the Pitt, Ohio Lighted Boat Parade is 9.30 to 10 p.m. Um, the gates open at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. The Red Bull Flutog Craft Hanger is once again Art Rooney Avenue from 11 a.m. to 4, as they're wheeling onto the platform. Point State Park, we still have the puppies all day long, 12.30 to 4.30, various times. Check out the website for that. Kid Zone, we have lights, all of that again, Regatta Marketplace. And then also, in addition to the Pirates playing, the Riverhounds are playing, also Saturday night. So um, don't you're not going to be bored in the city this weekend. Okay, Sunday, main stage, the Cardez Brothers, the Dorals. Recluse, Crow Moses, Rayland Nelson Band, the Defibrillators, and the Regatta Thunder Fireworks Display. Chrome's playing down there? Chrome is playing at 4.30 on Sunday, our good friends. So you can so check that out. Our next little event was to talk about their party. Yes, that is our next little event. So the Regatta Thunder Fireworks Display is at 9.30 to 10. So if you want to see fireworks on Sunday night, that's what you're, where you're going to go. Water Jet Ski Stunt Shows. At noon, the Anything That Floats race is back 2 o'clock. Jet Ski Stunt Shows, 3.30. F-Lights Powerboat Finals, 5. USF1 Powerboat Finals, 7 p.m. And the Regatta Thunder Fireworks Display, 9.30. North Shore Riverwalk, BMX Stunt Shows, all day and in the fireworks. Point State Park, we got... Uh, Red Bull Air Force Skydive at night, 8.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. The fireworks, 9.30. The Frisbee Dogs, once again, all day. Um, Kids Zone, Sand Sculptures, Wheel of Lights, all that still there. And then the fireworks. Clemente Bridge, still the marketplace all day. Um, except for when the buckos are going on. So it's going to shut down when the buckos are there and then open back up at night and then the thunderworks, the fireworks, the thunderworks. You hear me that? Mm-hmm. And then also the um, Highmark Stadium is getting in on the fireworks display. So, so kind of you can um, download a PDF of the event schedule to your phone and kind of keep that on you. Um, for the entire weekend, I'm actually doing that right now, just so I know where to go all weekend long. Um, so I pulled up the thing just for the flu talk. Basically, it gave me all the information that I already told you about, but it gave me one little tidbit here. So, 258 feet is the distance 
that is the longest flight of a Flutog for the Red Bull Flutog band. Wow. 258 foot. So we have to beat that. That is the record. Wow. So, yes, there it is. I think we're kind of more gearing towards we want to win people's choice for being funny and hilarious. There, There's a great costume involved, too. So, if you are bored this weekend, you're nuts. That's all Pretty I have much. to say. Also, the flu talk is being, like, um, Facebook lived almost well, all weekend. We also... And we all, and certain ones also got um, drone coverage. We're one of the flights that got drone coverage today? Yeah, so 24-hour coverage on whatever internet channel that they're going to do it on. Uh, probably the Red probably Bull, the Red Bull the, one that has the, the Red yeah, Bull website. I would think so. And their YouTube channel. And uh, so they're going to have drone coverage of, I think you said five, I think you're uh, picked for one, uh, to have drone coverage all over, all day, all night. I mean, they're going to have 24-hour surveillance once the crafts are put downtown and stuff, too. So. Yeah, starting Thursday night, we have 24-hour surveillance. And then, but you can come see them on Friday and Saturday. Correct. So that's the regatta and the flutog. We knew that would take up a while, so we only have one other event to talk about. There are still other events going on, and we have so much coming up, like... Restaurant week, style week. We're going to talk about so those next week. what's funny is um, we're trying to work on the plane today, and your phone wouldn't shut up. My phone would not shut up, because we have nothing but events coming up this month to wrap up the end of summer. But I want to talk about these two, especially next week, is restaurant week and style week, and also um, a few other events coming up, like Veg Fest and some other craziness going on by the end of the month. But you have a cool thing about our friend Chrome Moses, who so, is playing the regatta. Who is playing the regatta on Sunday. So anybody that wants to go see a really cool band, uh, you'll have two chances this weekend to see them. Obviously, the regatta, it's a freebie. It's awesome. Uh, but so what they like to do every year is go rent a hall, play for all their friends, fans, and whatnot, and just jam out. So... Everybody, all the guys at Crow Moses are all Dormont boys. So, of course, where else to hold it than the Dormont VFW? Um, so, it's going to be this Saturday night, uh, 8 o'clock till midnight. So, you're going to have a couple times a year we rent a hall and have our own party, real civilized. Doors at 8, uh, shows over 12, all for a tenner. So, it's 10 bucks, get in. And at the VFW, the drinks are cheap. Beer's like a buck and a half. Um, so they're also joined by Working Breed. They're uh, they're great and going to help make the night sublime. Uh, we know it's a little weird going uh, to a show at a non-traditional venue, but people really seem to dig it, and these parties have become a thing of their own. As independent artists who don't work with the management, a label, or promoters, we would love uh, for you help spreading the word on this party. These events are extremely important to us to keep making music. We don't ask you to donate. We don't bother uh, you with uh, crowdfunding or asking you to vote for us in contests. That's uh, that's not very rock and roll in our opinion. We do ask help sharing this event and coming out and making it a party. There are a few occasions that you'll be able to catch us this summer. We'd love to see you at this gig. Uh, love, Crow Moses. So these guys, it's going to be at uh, the VFW on West Liberty Avenue in Dormont. This Saturday night, 8 o'clock till midnight, we might actually get to go and stop by for a little bit. I said might. 
Uh, because we have the flu talks in the afternoon and everything, and we might be able to go swing by. We have an after party for the oh, flu Oh, we have an talk. after party for the flu talk, too. It's Tay Janie. Oh, you didn't tell me about that. You're right, I didn't, because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get you in. Okay. So, either way, we still might be able to swing by. It depends on our time schedule and so forth. But honestly, go see the guys, uh, play some really great music. And then again, we just realized they're playing on Sunday down at the uh, at the uh, the, the Regatta. Oh, Arts Festival. Oh my God. I'm sorry, my brain is fried. Anyways, um, so we're going to take a little break and come back for... He said? She said. And once again, just remember that um, this next part is not safe for work, not safe for little kids, and not safe for your bosses to hear. So time to usher them out of the room. And we'll be right back. They did leech people up until, yeah, like 1910 or so, I think. How do you know that? (laughs) (laughs) He like till 1910 or so. Well, it's for me. I used to get girls till 1910 or so. (laughs) I used to have girls give me booty calls till 1910 or so. Hey, Money Banks. Tune into Funny Money at 7 a.m. Thursdays. Did you hear Tom? He said 7 a.m. Tune in. All right. And we are back. And it's time for... He said? She said... Our most controversial piece about sex, dating, love, relationship, marriage, all that fun stuff. The dating advice for true answers. That's us. Go steal your game. Oh my god, I'm so going to put you in a headlock soon. Alright. Oh, I'm stuffed up tonight. You are stuffed up tonight. And I'm in need of sleep desperately soon. Alright, so he said... Oh my, you picked something controversial there. I did. So, looking at the opposite sex, when they put it out there. So define putting it out there. Define putting it out there is... Short skirt and... Short skirt, short shirts, belly shirts, the boobs are hanging out, or the guys that walk around in the... You know, that walk around the full sleeve tats and full tatted up, and they walk around in, in... in jeans and a wife beater, we know a guy that does that. Um, but also the ones that you know ride their motorcycles around unsafely, wearing just like shorts and a tank top, yeah, and their sunglasses and back, and, and they're all ripped and muscly. That's not even what I look at for a guy. You're different. I guess so. You are uh, because you're also closer to forty than you are twenty five. <laughs> I would. I just don't. But think okay, those so are so, my here, type. so 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 here it is. I don't even think you're my type. I, I I take the tea, and I go to work, and I cut through the mall pretty much every day. Oh well, if you're making any judge of South Hills Village Mall, now that's another story. No, but I'm also making the judge of the people I see walking around downtown, and in Northside. Okay, North so first of all, we have to say everybody is allowed to wear whatever. Everybody's they want. allowed to wear whatever they want, but if you're gonna get mad that somebody looks at you because. You're wearing shorts that your ass is hanging out of? Okay, or... wait, 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 Okay, you have to tread lightly here, because then you're going to get into, like, rape culture talk. I'm not getting into rape culture talk. Okay. I'm just saying, the other day I walked through the mall, and there was a girl walked through the mall with the super short shorts on, with her ass hanging out, and the little tank top on, 
uh, with her belly hanging out and her boobs popping out the top. And but she's, she's allowed to wear it. And she's allowed to wear whatever she wants. She looked good in it. But she's walked through the whole mall pulling her sh shorts down the whole time. It's like, if you're going to wear shorts that short, don't be conscious about it and be walked through the mall and I, pulling the shorts down the whole time. And pulling her shirt up over her boobs. Pulling the shorts down so they're not riding up her crack. But it's like, if you're going to wear it, wear it proudly. Don't just be like, I'm going to wear it because my friends say it looks cool, but then I really don't like it, and I'm going to pull, uh, and, and you're talking And it doesn't fit right. And it doesn't fit There's right. There's a difference between or you're not being sexy or you're, or you're not and wearing the right type of clothing and it fitting well. Yes. Like, I can wear tank tops and skinny jeans and not pull on them constantly. Because you buy because the right they size. fit right. You buy the right, right size that fits your body. Right. And you, you have to be careful of that. Because not every time, like... They fit crackly. Correct. Is how I feel about it. But also, you know, when they're the ones that are walking around with the short shorts, the little mini skirts, and this, that, and the other thing, and a guy looks at them and goes, and just stares for a minute because, huh, boobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. You know, you know, and then they get like, oh, how dare you look at me like a sex object. Okay, well, first of all, we had this discussion last week on if men could be sex objects. There's a difference. Okay, so to a woman, it's okay for a guy to look at us. Yes, it is. Like, that's fine. Catcalling is unnecessary. Catcalling is unnecessary, but the, but the glance But also, look... if you're going to catcall or talk to a woman and she turns you down, that is not the right for you to call her a bitch oh, exactly. or a slut. Exactly. I'm not no saying matter what any she's of that. Wearing. I'm not saying anything like that. Well, you're, I don't know what you're saying, then. I'm just saying that if you're going to wear suggestive, sexy clothing, don't get mad if you get a look. Well, or wear it proudly. Don't be walking through or walking around and you went out in the outfit with your girlfriends and whatnot because they coaxed you into wearing it. And you're uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable in something, don't wear it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm different because I'm... A, a, see, you think that way, but you're not a girl. You're right. I'm not a girl. And sometimes I'm glad I'm not a girl. Most of the time I'm glad I'm not a girl. I'm glad yeah, I don't have a daughter. I don't feel... <laughs> you know, but also, I mean, there I are... I don't feel the same way. But there Sorry. Are, but there's I don't also, feel the same way. But there's also all the guys... You want to flip the script. Yeah. But, but there's also all the guys that... You know, walk around with the the muscle shirts and the tank tops and you okay, know, yeah. The let's jeans. let's discuss muscle shirts for a second. First, no, have muscles. <laughs> no women wants to see you in a wife beater. I immediately start to think that your trailer burned down before you could grab a shirt. So let's just put this out there right there. Okay, I don't think it. They're clean. I can see your boobs through them, and like I don't think. At any point, are they sexy? If you wanted to wear a fitted shirt, now I'm I'm probably the abnormal person, and other women are like, "Oh no, give me that crease in the dick and rah, rah, rah. No, I'm like the wife beater and baggy jeans thing. Especially if you can't speak, if you walk up to me and you can't form a complete sentence without yo or something else, we have a problem. Okay. Second of all. Men in tight shirts or skinny jeans or tighter jeans, whether they have tats up the arm or not, are more my style. Those I like. 
I also like baggy jeans and t-shirts, as you are. Now, if you had tatted up your arms, you'd be fine, too. You do not because you work in a restaurant. Well, I could have full tats if I wanted to. I just have needle issues. <laughs> uh, all my tattoos are hidden because of the restaurant business. I've always been in the restaurant business. All my restaurants frown on it. So, therefore, I've never gotten a tattoo that you could see unless I was in a tank top or I wanted you to see it. Um, but, see, and then this is where it's different because guys don't give two shits if they get catcalled. I know. We're like, oh. If they don't think the girl that's attractive that catcalls them, like, they won't answer them. The girl doesn't, like, call them an asshole and shit. Like, I mean, some of them may. I think that would be hilarious if they kind of flipped the script and started harassing them all the time. Like, there oh, was that video. you can't answer me? What's up, bitch? You can't answer me, baby? Like, I called you fucking sexy ass. Like, that would be hilarious. But... Um, I honestly can't fathom. Like, I don't know where to go with this conversation. I thought you went the other direction where, um, I shouldn't be mad at you for looking at a girl's boobs popping out. That's where I thought this was going when you wrote that down. Well, honestly, you shouldn't be mad at me because boobs. They're all good to look at. Well, well. yeah, and I know, and I've also looked at men in front of you and been like, Nice. And you've never caught me, or at least never said anything. I usually just don't say anything if I do. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, that's where I thought you were going with this conversation. Not, you know... I'm not look, shaming anybody. Chicks, chicks and dudes are allowed to wear whatever they want. Uh, whether we're attracted to that or not is a whole other story, or how we react to that is a whole other story as a society. But... Um, I will agree with you that working at that mall and, and being downtown sometimes, I'm like, people just... Look in the mirror before you leave. Wear what's comfortable. Okay? Like, really, um, if you can't, if you don't know how to walk in high heels, don't wear them. I, I know how to walk in high heels. I also need a half a bottle of wine in me before I can walk in high heels. So, therefore... I don't walk in high heels. I'm mostly out in sandals or boots or flats. Like, I don't like high heels. I wear them every once in a while, but I don't feel like wearing them all the time. Because I feel like I'm top-heavy and I could fall forward at any moment. That is true. I feel like that Michael Jackson, like, smooth criminal video, anytime in the high heels. Like, I could just pivot. <laughs> That's funny. And I look like a metrodome then eventually, like, ding! And anyways, so I would rather wear a nice pair of sandals or boots or flats than wear high heels. And, and like dresses, you have to be what's comfortable and what fits nice. And I was looking at dresses today and my goodness, what happened? I was like, this one doesn't even look like a full dress. It was literally like three feet long. I was like, I was like now that leaves nothing to the imagination. Was it the one that just cuts right here and it ends right here? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it was pretty much... A, it started at the top of the boobs and it ended, like, right after the crotch. And I was like, wow, that's a dress. Could never pull that off. You thought, never it, was, you thought it was a shirt to begin with. Yeah, possibly. I was like, wow, that would look cool with leggings. 
And of course, you have to remember that we grew up during a different time. We grew up where grunge was sexy, where flannels and Doc Martens and baggy jeans made you cute and sexy. Yes. Whereas now, that's kind of, once again, frowned upon. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. At all. Because Doc Martens are comfortable as hell. Yeah, they are. And I miss grunge music. I really, really miss grunge music. <laughs> so, now that we've done the topic I picked, we can move on to She Said. So, you've, so this was cool. I put this out as a, as a Twitter poll this afternoon of, okay, so Vagra is made for men with erectile dysfunction. Um, however, if we all think back to the year it came out, Sex in the City did an episode where Samantha took Viagra and then had sex. And it led to this whole slew of controversy of what does the actual female go through if she was to take Viagra? So, scientifically, it is supposed to heighten your sexuality, whether you're female or male. Okay, it's supposed to make you last longer, feel more, um, higher sensitivity, all this stuff. So I put it out there, and I'm like, if you didn't have to take Viagra, would you still do it for heightened sentence? I got one answer, and it was no. And I was like, wow, that's very <laughs> cut and dry. <laughs> one answer, no. Nobody was even interested in engaging in the conversation at all. So. Jags. Without. <laughs> I never said that. Um, I think we kind of took them all for surprise by saying that. Anyways, I think here's the deal. Samantha had amazing sex during that. Have I done this? I took a half of one. You've taken a half of one. Will I ever probably take a full one? No. I don't need my heart stopping in the middle of sex. Um, do I think... You should take a whole one? No, because we're going to be calling your doctor after your erection hasn't gone away Fuck in five that hours. Shit. I'm calling everyone I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that, those people don't want you to call them. I hope you know that. They have no interest in knowing that it's four hours later and you're still banging me. <laughs> True. <laughs> They'd just be like, okay, dude, click <laughs> and hang up. <laughs> so, I don't know. And the question is, where do you get Viagra? It's not on the black market. Like Actually, it is. I know, but seriously, <laughs> like if you are a drug dealer and you deal in Viagra, let me know. Because that's kind of an interesting story. Like, where are you even getting this from now? Are you lying to your doctor and saying that you want it? Or is it something that's like, I don't know, to get some? Like, I don't know how I feel about that. So, yeah. Of course, with any sexual thing. I mean, we talk all the time on here about BDSM, and we talk about sexual positions, and we talk about things like that. As with anything, you should consult your doctor first um, before anything. Make sure your heart's really, really good, and make sure your ticker's not going to go in the middle of sex. Um, uh, like, they test that when you start to do a... Um, when you start to do... Uh, when you start to take Viagra, they test all that. 
So. Yes, they they do all those tests and whatnot. And I don't know anybody, uh, any of my friends that openly admit that they take it or whatnot. Or, you know, and that's not a conversation. We're, we're getting to that age where people are going to discuss it in their 40s. Yeah, I'm sure I there mean, is. Erectile dysfunction is kind of like the new thing. And they're starting to trace it back. The funny thing is, is that they're starting to trace it to like the food we eat, um, how much we drink, the lack of testosterone, we, the lack of like nutrients, healthy eating, things like that is causing these issues. Um, drinking beer, stuff like that is all causing... Uh, this dysfunction. And I think it's also, and it's funny because women, menopause hasn't changed, but, and I'm telling you that I'm actually fearing going through menopause. I'm, I'm fearing, fearing you going through menopause. What are you talking about? You're fearing I'm fearing you going through menopause. That's really harsh. We can fully break up tomorrow, and you don't have to put up with it. No, I just remember, you know, living at home whenever my mom went through it. <laughs> I don't even think it's the mood swings. I think it's more like I'm afraid of not enjoying sex anymore. Yeah, I mean, consult a doctor. <laughs> and I, I, I just, that's like my biggest fear is to not enjoy that act anymore and if that's like gonna happen to me and it's really funny because I'm a really uh, considerably a healthy eater and I don't drink that much and things like that so I try to take care of my body to make sure that my body is my temple for the rest of my life but I, I also fear that like oh my god like my 50s is only 12 years away right that's kind of scary to me, in a way, sexually. The rest of it is like, fuck it, I'm not going to feel 50. I don't even feel 38 now. I feel still like 27. Yeah, my brain and everything says I'm still like 25, 24, whatnot, and everything yeah. like that. Except when I wake up in the morning and my body sounds like a box of Rice Krispies, but I mean, you know. I'm a little bit tireder now than I was in my 20s. My 20s, I feel like I could... Work the fifty hours a week. Go to school for forty hours a go week, to a and club, then go to a club until four in the morning. Two, three nights a week until four in the morning. Yeah, like two, three I, times a week. I, I now you then, tell me to do that. I'm like, fuck and then you. you get home, I and then need a nap. And then you get home from the club, and then continue drinking at the house and whatnot. You ain't go to bed till six in the morning. You need to be at work at nine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you tell me I have to do that now, and I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah, I um, and the whole thing with the virus thing and how I know it's available. On the street? Yeah, don't even tell the story. What? Of how you got offered Viagra. No, 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 Not how I've got offered it, but I know. So, uh, I know with, like, back in the day when I used to do things that aren't always proper. <laughs> uh, you know, yesterday. No, just joking. This was years and years and years ago. Certain circles that I used to run with, we, we, we would do some illicit drugs that were in a white powdery substance form that we like to inhale. So after a while, if you do a lot of cocaine, you can't get an erection. So 
some people I know would mix in Viagra crushed up with their cocaine so they could still get an erection <laughs> after the partying nights and stuff like that. So there's that. That's how I know it was available on the street. <laughs> because Steve isn't always a goody two-shoe. As you're scrolling through your phone and looking at me like, yeah. You're not a goody two-shoe. And I feel like... I just... I don't know. I just feel like... If you have the ticker and you want to try it, I mean, if it's good enough for, like, Sex in the City, it's good enough for me to try at least once. I love that. If it's good enough to happen on a TV show, <laughs> it's good enough for me to try in real life. At um, least half of the sexual things I've tried came off of Sex in the City. Thank you very much. Yeah. Or some form of, like... Remember the TV show uh, Real Sex from HBO? Oh, like, Real Sex HBO. That was like sex ed when we were in high school. I mean, come on now. Yes. All right. We're over our time. If you have a he said, she said that you would like us to discuss on the air, please drop us a DM, PM, email, anything at all. Um, and that's it. Come see us at the Flu Talk this weekend. The Jagoff Craft. Come see us. Come say hi. Um, have your picture taken with us. Whatever you want to do. Um, stop by. It's going to be a fun weekend. Um, oh, and a little side note. There will be no um, blog posts from Bold this week. Um, as we get into this flu talk and regatta and stuff like that, I'm just going to take the week off from writing. Um, check out our website, though, for a full regatta rundown and a full flu talk rundown. And also um, some other stuff coming up this weekend. Um, the Curly Hair Studio of Kelly Elaine Incorporated is celebrating 20 years this weekend also. So happy birthday to her and 20 years of curly haired business. Um, and she's got a special party going on this weekend. So if you don't feel like coming in the city, head out to Fox Chapel and check out that birthday party, um, for her <laughs> business. And there's scoop for that on the blog. Like I said, new, new posts this week. Go look at our Instagram. We're going to have a ton of stuff up there this weekend. Um, and then look for us next week when we start to talk about things like restaurant week, style week. Um, Veg Fest. We have a couple other festivals coming up this month. We've got a new a new menu at the Fairmont is whispered to be around. Um, we're looking for or the whale to be opening maybe this month. We're holding tight, waiting to hear about that and um, some other stuff. Oh, and the end of the summer luau at Hotel Monaco. We'll be talking about too. Right on. So, as we wind down the last four weeks of summer, stay tuned to us here for everything to do. So, um, you guys have a nice weekend. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the regatta weekend and all the festivities. See you next weekend. Thanks for tuning in to us. Check us out at BoldPGH on Twitter, BoldPittsburgh on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram, and always at boldpgh.com. Listen to us always at theriversedgepgh.com or every Wednesday 
at 9 a.m. at the River's Edge radio station. Have a great weekend. Thank you.